Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, American Horror Story fans. We got a confession to make. And so does Rita, a.k.a. Dee Dee. And so does her dad. And so does Montana. And so does Margaret. We got a lot of confessions this episode. We're going to be talking about all of them. So stay tuned as we're talking about American Horror Story 1984, Season 9, Episode 5, Red Dawn. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody! Woo-hoo. I love this. Is like such like beach music, you know, <laughs> yeah. like gay party vibes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the soundtrack that you listen to on your way to go camping. Totally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the camp stretch. that never lets yeah. you leave. <laughs> Purgatory camp. Well, welcome everybody to the American Horror Story after show. We're talking about American Horror Story 1984, which is the ninth season of American Horror Story. I love that. Nine no- years. Ninth. Ninth. <laughs> going up on almost a decade. Oh and we're about goodness. halfway through this season. We are on the fifth episode. 99th wow. episode, too. That 99th episode <laughs> ever of American Horror Story. Dun, dun, dun. I, feel like we're, I feel like we're a part of history. A little bit. Like, <laughs> a little bit. I'm Making like, history? Like, I feel like maybe we should slightly? have some cake next week or something. I don't know. A little wine celebratory? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Elena Jordan, always talking about cake and wine and whatnot, <laughs> and very excited because I am joined with the full panel today. Yes. yes. The horror expert, go-to aficionado of all things spooky and scary, the man of your nightmares, even though he is Ollie Dreamer. Oh. It's oh, Ollie Dreamer. I like that. Hey. Oh, that was so sweet, Elena. I, I feel like you're the horror expert, though. I'm, I'm I, your apprentice, if anything, you know. You make me look good. You oh. just say things and make me sound like I know what I'm saying. Thank you. I <laughs> Like full Xavier vibes with the vest, like dope vest. I know. I'm loving it. I'm loving hotter than the oven that they shoved Xavier in. Damn. I mean, I I think he looks like the wolf in like Little Red Riding Hood. Seriously, that's work. I like it. Just very versatile. Like Michael Jackson thriller. Yes. So many things. Basically, we're saying if you are listening to us on one of our multi podcast platforms and not watching the YouTube, go ahead and click on that YouTube link too. Right. Look Absolutely. how good Ollie looks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about me. Enough and about the rest me. of my beautiful panel here. We Kayle feel, Renee. We're here. Oh, yeah. We feel a little Kayla, of course, you guys have lived for multiple seasons of American <laughs> Horror Story. What's up, you guys? Always making everything a little bit brighter, a little bit prettier, Thanks. a little bit happier. Bringing head scarf vibes. I love work. it. I work. love it. Yes. 
and keeping <laughs> us happy. Happy Cappy. Happy Cappy. <laughs> Alexa yeah. Cappy Yellow. Back from Vegas. Yeah. Back from Vegas. Still drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no. As you should be. <laughs> if you're not, you're doing it wrong. We'll just, we'll be like, we know it's on our camera. We're not dying. <laughs> it's spiked. It's definitely spiked. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you gotta be careful when you say spiked around here. You might right? be talking about a pit full of spikes because there was oh. a lot of traps, booby traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boobies and traps. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot going on this week. And kicking it off, kind of following up last week, we left off with, of course, Ramirez, Richard Ramirez dying. And then floating up into the air all creepily in front of poor Rita's eyes. Mm-hmm. We get the continuation of that scene, but before we do, we first get Rita, a.k.a. Dee Dee's backstory, which is that four years prior. I love mm-hmm. that they're like 1980, and we're like, wow, so long ago. Like it was like, a whole decade. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we're like, this is 1984. This was like four, four years, years ago. ago. Yeah, it's like, okay, you, ch- you changed your hair like immediately after. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That incident. This was not a long time ago. Um, but yeah, it turns out she is the child of a serial killer. Wow. Right. Yeah, that was dun, dark. Dun, dun. Yeah, what did you guys think of this scene where we see her follow her dad into this hotel mm-hmm. and then it turns out that he's not cheating on mama, he's actually killing people. Yeah, that was super creepy. When I, first of all, the whole episode, like overall thoughts were just like, I was through the roof. I kind of felt a little confused, but then I was like, oh my God, all these confessions, like where is this going to, where is the season going to go from here? But to be honest, I first started, I thought she was doing a typical woman fashion, stalking her man. Like she was like, up, son of a B. And I was like, oh, she caught her man cheating. And then it was like, dang, coming to find out it was Pops. I'm Mm -hmm. like, dang, the dad is Mm -hmm. dark. And, you know, just talking about his whole thing is he's like, I'm born evil. I've always been like this. And he's always held that secret. And it was kind of dark. I was like, this is starting off crazy. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't quite understand Rita's, like, motivation behind letting Mr. Jingles go and just, like, sitting there watching him. Like, I was like, okay, I know you're a a psychologist, but this is a little much, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And when I realized that she had ties with her dad, I was like, okay, so she has a personal stake in this, Mm -hmm. and that makes a little more sense as to why she did that so I'm glad I'm glad they explained it Mm -hmm. I am too and it was was something that I felt was believable what did you think I mean I kind of what Alexa just said I think that she really loved her dad and her dad seemed to even though he was not defending her dad at all but even though he's a serial killer even though he's a serial (laughs) killer um he still kind of had morals in a sense because he's like you're not supposed to see this side of me ever Mm -hmm. and this was something that he hid from her all the time and so he even killed himself. That's why he shot himself in front of his stabbed daughter. Himself. Stabbed himself. Yeah, it was like oh, in the back of the neck. Oh, yeah, in like the neck. No, it's he been a couple hours, y'all. Since, okay, he stabbed. stabbed himself. Sorry, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> uh, and to kind of, I don't know, keep that secret, but 
she kind of like still pursued kind of like her psychology and kind of finding out serial killer. So it definitely made sense as to why she did that because she really connected with her father. And I think she just wanted more answers because she never got them because her dad killed himself. What did you think about the continuation into this next scene that is kind of the, the present day where then we have Richard Ramirez explaining that she is the daughter of pure evil, that he was truly evil incarnate, as he was saying. Can you guys hear me, by the way? I feel yeah. like... Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know why. For some reason in my head, <laughs> it sounds like it's like I'm really far away for some reason. I'm no, like, did am you I guys... dead? Am I, like, am I here? <laughs> God, I don't know. You don't have a pulse, Elena. You don't have a pulse. This is purgatory. This is purgatory. <laughs> no, but did you guys capture... It was like I saw the way um, Rita was talking to her dad was almost how she's been talking to everybody else. Like, he was like, you know, I've always been like, I'm born, born this way, like born into evil. And she was like, nobody's born evil, dad. And that was the same thing she told Jingles, like when they were like having the conversation like nobody's born this way something made you that way you know but I'm like I don't know I'm like there's some comparison but I'm like because there's this whole thing about like don't deny your true instincts mm -hmm. and your true instincts are to be evil right like and then this whole thing with Ramirez saying nobody would have died tonight basically if you hadn't have let Jingles free Mm -hmm. which is also true regardless of Mm -hmm. if it was like Jingles original motivation Mm -hmm. or not it's like don't let a serial killer go so that you can watch him kill and be like I'm not watching to see how it works out I'm doing a study I'm conducting a study (laughs) people are gonna die but it's okay it's for the study and you're a great feminist I'll tell everyone you're a great feminist I was like, what? This is so dark. <laughs> that is like one of the weirdest lines. Yeah, that was, was like, weird. I'll tell everybody that you died of pheno- like a great feminist. And you're like, I know that you're trying to make a comment here, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what it did is. she say like all good feminists are heroes or something like so, that? Yeah, like, she's that that like whole, the weirdest like, thing. Yeah. thing. Yeah, she's been an interesting character throughout, <laughs> to say the least. But I feel like this is some sort of intense foreshadowing because they wouldn't focus so much energy on showing all of this with Rita. I mean, I thought I was obviously wrong because last week I was like, Rita's going to die. <laughs> they show her, her backstory. Flashback. Flashback. Well, Rita, like, Rita makes it able, uh, us able to talk about what makes serial killers serial killers. So, mm-hmm. like, I went and I did a little bit of research on all the serial killers ever. <laughs> and, like, you know, they all start out... I wouldn't say most of them are normal. They all start out with effed up families and go from there and I mean some of them also have mental il- uh, mental illnesses so it's just it, it's a, it allows us to delve in deeper with mm-hmm. Rita like she allows us to talk about what makes serial killers serial killers I kind of feel like Rita's the glue yeah because it's like it almost like started with her so now I feel like it has to like end with her something's gonna happen towards the end to I don't know if it's it. like a showdown or like I don't know maybe like her and Margaret who maybe. knows I mean, we definitely see this whole thing, and I mean, this mirrored kind of psychology that we've mm-hmm. seen um, in real life throughout history of <coughs> the idea me. of there being a serial killer gene and mm-hmm. people right. researching to see, like, is this a genetic thing? Right. Is right. this a, a precursor or is this all, you know, nature versus nurture and this whole debate? And they literally have the nature versus nurture debate in the woods in <laughs> nature. And yeah. I'm like, a little on the nose, guys. <laughs> and they're like, Mm-mm, it's not on the nose, it's on the ears. We take ears. <laughs> it's totally different. It's not. <laughs> but Rita, yeah, it is interesting to see this, too, because we see her confess. Mm-hmm. to Montana and to Xavier and then immediately thinks that they're going to be cool with it. I know. 
And it's like, if the three of us band together, then we'll all survive. And Xavier, he's I like, rightfully, that. yeah, <laughs> like, like, nah, I should extra stabby. You right. burned my face off, and now I'm going to be in podcasting forever. <laughs> what kind of life is this? Hey, that's offensive. It, isn't it? <laughs> but isn't that interesting? But isn't that a really interesting concept of how she, uh, I guess, can be deemed as a serial killer herself? But then, like, by can, her confessing, that makes that turns Xavier into a killer. Um, and he did a mercy killer, but now he wants to kill her, and then mm-hmm. he kind of you know, jumping ahead, he does something to someone else, and so it kind of makes him into a killer as well. And so is. Is he bad now that he's kind of stooping to her level? Well, so they, it creates another I think it's just a matter of like revenge. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a matter of revenge. He's not going to be on the cover of TV Guide. Like, we yeah. have to give him a little Because whether she means <laughs> to or not, this is now the impetus to having another killer. So with Jingles, mm-hmm. we see when she talks to him later on, when he comes and mm-hmm. catches her when she's running from Xavier, who's <laughs> trying to stab her to right. death. Then Jingles confesses, I didn't kill anybody until tonight. Margaret tricked me. So basically, by him believing this, Margaret has kind of created this killer. Mm -hmm. And by letting him go, Dee Dee has somewhat created this killer. And then by giving this rage to Xavier, she somewhat created this killer. (laughs) So it's like, is she like, is she really the true evil? Is she the reason that all of these murders are happening? I think the it's Margaret. Is inside I think it's, it's Margaret. I stand Dee Dee Donna Rita. Whatever. I love her. I love Dee Donna, Dee Dee Donna Rita. Dee Dee Donna Rita. Angelica Ross can do no wrong in my eyes, so I don't care. Y'all. Uh, I'm just happy she survived this episode at least. But um, we're all pointing the finger at her. But what about Margaret? We'll talk about her later. But still. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, more I, upset with Margaret, honestly. I'm yeah, very upset with Margaret. Yeah, Margaret this has is to go. pretty intense. Um, and before we talk about Margaret, though, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about Xavier, who we talked a little bit on. The- Poor Xavier, I know. I That's my own. Like, he had the best lines in this, in this episode. <laughs> Man, okay, so he freaked out hard. Yeah. Like, his whole thing about, like, we have to burn everything down. We have to burn it down. And then, what was the line that he said he's already been burned with the intensity of a thousand... I have breathed... The- they're like, take a breath, Xavier. <laughs> I have breathed the fire of a thousand white-hot suns. And it's like, okay. okay. I feel that. Or- <laughs> I know. I was like, whoa. Such a vivid comparison. And then, and then for like the 80s cheesy lines later on when he's talking to Jingles, he's like, when you put me in that oven, you cooked up your worst nightmare, a-hole. Like, <laughs> What an 80s cheesy yeah. line. You I definitely so. deserve to die after that. Oh, come on. Oh, you're you're saying, you're saying, you're saying. You know what? Uh, I just, I'm, not, I'm yet to be the biggest Xavier fan. I'm sorry. I don't know. I just think he's funny. He's the I funniest like character. I think he's funny. And it is kind of sad, too, when he wakes up and he, you know, asks Montana, like, hey, did this work? Did my plan work? And they're like, no, no one's coming, bro. We knocked you out. You didn't light anything on fire. Like, your whole Daenerys Targaryen moment. It was weird it when he started talking much. about like the birdie situation he's like no I didn't yeah. what did he say like he he's was like, like no I'm birdie I don't want to do it yeah and I it was like what did he do oh, the porn oh. flashback that they talked either about. that or stabbing her cause remember he was yeah. like I don't want to do yeah. it and she's like no like you know just he doesn't want to kill <laughs> birdie he doesn't want to murder her poor little woo woo that makes more sense. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill Chef Birdie. I'm thinking he's that having it's flashbacks. Like, he's just having a whole mix of like everything's <laughs> gone awry. Um, but yeah, things really go awry for him when he first has this 
dope ass archery moment where he's like, "Oh, what's up, really, Jingles? You're going for Margaret? I played Robin Hood in 1979. <laughs> Thanks to Camp Redwood, I'm back in character. Shoot, shoot, shoot." And did not work out well for him no, because no. then he goes to save Margaret and Margaret just stabs him and. God. Right down the She's like, I feel totally fine. Honestly, what do you guys think at this point? We we watched Jingles kill so many people. <laughs> we watched uh, Ramirez kill so many people. And even with all of those deaths, every single time Margaret kills somebody, it's always way worse for me. I'm just like, oh, you bitch. Like, I was just like, oh, you her, jerk. Her like, killing Xavier was just that icing on the cake. Get Margaret out. Mm, no, <laughs> no, that We're was icing on the cake. cake. No. I'm still thinking about that cake. I'm like, mm, next week I cake. Like, her, her killing a Chet. That's oh, what I was, okay, so next going into her next murder, a.k.a. Farewell Chet. Farewell Chet by Chet. We no. said bye Chet no. watching no. it. We were like, bye Chet. <laughs> <laughs> we were standing on that Chet. It was the best song on Chet. <laughs> no, not fair. We didn't even get a Chet episode backstory. I know. We might right. get I feel it like we will. Yeah. yeah. Like, he yes, but he's going to come back. So, okay. God. Kind of talking about this. So, this sets up where there's this whole plan where Margaret's like, okay, so there's some campers across the lake. Let's go see if they have a vehicle. Yeah. My conniving thing. Really, I'm just trying to get you all alone one by one so I can kill <laughs> you. And I'm going to tell you this word for word like I'm going to confess my evil plan so literally like the whole episode villain. was that every and and uh, Montana later on I know we're yeah. gonna get there but every single killer before they go after their victim are like let me tell you why I'm killing you <laughs> it's yeah. going to happen in two minutes from now but let me tell you all the reasons why you deserve to die and it's like this is this is a lot Chet, every single yeah. one Chet of them was in a rough situation it was an either or situation <laughs> oh my god oh. I have one for later too in another oh. death yeah. oh well, that makes me happy I'm right. excited about this like fun <laughs> countdown here uh, and also I know I didn't tease it at the beginning of the episode as fully as I should have but be sure to stick around for the whole episode because not only will we be breaking down everything that happened, all of our opinions on it, as we have been for mm -hmm. half the show, uh, <laughs> but we'll also give our predictions and our slashback special segment where we'll talk about some scenes that may have been specifically kind of mirrored from some slasher movies. Absolutely. That we've seen out in the uh, the 70s, 80s, particularly the 80s. Mm -hmm. it's Let's not forget our viewers, too. We'll shout out a couple of you guys, too. Shout out to our most popular, Billie Jean Girl 24, Tony Bacagaloopy. Sorry, I butchered that. Inez, <laughs> Lieutenant Blanco, Kayla Wilson. Ooh, another Kayla. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shout out more later, you guys. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, so now that we're we're all here in the same boat, the murder. Oh boat. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get out the boat. We're drowning in them. <laughs> Can I just say that yeah. Chad's been through it the worst tonight? Yes, he, he had the worst death. He got impaled earlier, and now he has to drown. He gets his ear chopped off. Obviously, I felt so bad. For Drowns. Chad. Gets his face beaten in by the oar. Come on, y'all. <laughs> and we still didn't get that. And, like, I love their conversation, too, because I feel like Margaret was kind of reading him. Yeah. She was saying, oh, there's a deep, deep, dark secret with you, basically. Mm -hmm. And, like, something behind your, like, masculinity. So she really was, like, kind of digging deep into him, and he was just kind of like, F you, Margaret. Yeah! <laughs> and then, then got beaten us. What so did you just... think about this? Because, to me, it felt like Chet was 
basically Chet's gay and that they and she was saying because she was saying I can tell the difference between a real man and a fake See, man. No, I, no, I, no, I feel no, like he's trans. I feel like he's trans. I think he's either gay or trans right. and she's and because we're supposed to hate her so much and in that moment that's when you're like oh you that's mm-hmm. when I completely yeah. got that. I as. definitely thought I was like you said gay, and I was like I was definitely thinking it maybe which is like a highly trans offensive scene. to a trans yeah. man saying they're not a real man. Oh my if god, that is, the if most that is offensive. Yeah, if that yeah. is the case with uh, Chet's character, and I'm hoping that we do get some Chet backstory Please. at some point Absolutely. too. Yeah. Yeah. Chet just disappears, and I'm going to be real pissed. I know. I'm so like, sweet. I won't say it yet, but I'm like, I'll wait till the predictions to say what I was going to say. But you don't want to <laughs> say that we should dive in more for Chet. I mean, I would dive in more. For <laughs> I would have dived in. I felt, I felt bad for Chet because it was like it was such a painful death. You know what I mean? I feel like in death, I just want to go fast. Like I don't want it to be somebody crushing my fingers. Yeah. I'm gasping oh. for air. I'm holding on to the boat. I'm. You know what I mean? Like it was such drowning, a fight. Drowning oh, or choking is like my worst. Nightmare. Oh my goodness! Yes. To me though, oh. I'm like this poor boy. How is he even moving anyway? I'm like, I know. You were just impaled. I know. Violently I blame on Montana. Montana was the one who volunteered him yeah. to go with. Well, me. I blame the steroids. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably on steroids, so he's like the Hulk right now. He can't feel anything. Like maybe that's what she's referencing. Maybe she's saying you put on this masculinity, but maybe it's steroids too. Could be. Well, Ooh. didn't they just impale him with the freaking like adrenaline? Uh, adrenaline. So yeah, he they might did give him a true. bunch of adrenaline and Pulp Fiction style. That was the reference <laughs> that we were like, "What are you talking the about?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, the biggest moment from Pulp Fiction." Good job, me. Uh, but kind of diving into. the the real meat of this story now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the meat. To leave the meat behind and talk about the meat <laughs> of the story. Uh, Ray. Oh, man. So, Brooke kind of has uh, a few things going on. First with Ray and then with Montana. Mm-hmm. But first we'll talk about her relationship. Brooke really got there. ahead of herself. Ah, was that it? Was, that it? Yeah. was one of them. I'm trying to make it like more PG. Holding that in the holster. Huh? <laughs> she, like, definitely, <laughs> she definitely got, uh, you know, I don't want to say it. Uh, oh. National t- television, but I mean, it has to do with head. We're all adults here. Oh, oh, there you go. She definitely. She hey, got uh, ahead of herself, hey, right? She got more head uh, than she was expecting. Yeah, yeah, there, there we go. There we go. That's a little spicy. He worded it better than I did. Good job. No, I can't. I can't, I can't take the full credit for that. That was all her. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, absolutely. When we're making veiled in you and <laughs> We're all adults here. Twenty-one and over, kids. Uh, so we see Brooke see Ray and she runs out to go see what's up with him and he's like I'm foggy I was on Trevor's bike and then I'm, I've been walking a lot I don't I don't know and I love the line like did you hit your head or something and it's like or something yeah, am I right am I right <laughs> yeah. yes you're so right sorry I just love that <laughs> the writers were doing that the in or, the huh? room to each other yeah, I don't just, know. yeah. like we're the best. Uh, but then they go to, they hear the jingling of the keys. So they're like, we gotta hide from jingles. Let's go hide in the dining hall because we need to see some more of this cool camp before we leave it, I guess. I know. Uh, so they go to hide from jingles and we get this whole backstory with Brooke about how she's basically been watering herself down. And we thought that Joseph Cavanaugh, Joey, her fiance, was kind of a dick to begin with because, I mean, he murdered 
Sam. Oh, he was definitely a dick. Yeah, I mean, he was, like, obviously the worst. But now we find out that he's been the worst since she was a kid. Mm -hmm. She's known this kid. She hasn't loved him, which I think is a big hint. Like, she wasn't sure if she really loved this guy or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Ray's like, I can, you know, relate because I've done stuff. You guys remember the last Mm -hmm. episode when we talked about all that, right? Brooke doesn't know about it, but, like, you guys do, right? So here's a little reference to that to the audience at home, right? And she's like, (laughs) hey, you know what we should do? Go down to pound Because hey. it's like hey. she was like, I just want to live. He's I just like, live. let's live then. <laughs> it was like, do you guys think about this about I mean having some like literal sex to die for. Ooh. <laughs> well, Whoa. I like that Brooke was the one to have sex for a change instead of Montana because mm-hmm. she's supposed to be our final girl, quote unquote. And mm-hmm. you know, final girl is supposed to be like the plain Jane, not having sex. So I love how they're kind of gave it you know I, I also shipped kind of Brooke and Ray at the beginning because I was like there's something between those two and I you didn't boated think, them. I didn't think it was gonna I boated them oh my gosh <laughs> there's another one for you <laughs> but um I was happy that they kind of like got that little shit moment for them even mm-hmm. though Ray's dead um but I also love the line that Ray said and I don't think it kind of made me see a new uh side of Ray he said don't feel like you have to change to fit into the world mm-hmm. and I honestly got a little teary-eyed when I, I watched that I was like I felt so that and I just lo- I made me respect Brooke a little bit more too because even though she's been kind of like downplayed she's been downplaying herself and her ex-fiance downplayed her I think it was so cool to kind of see her kind of like move to LA to not become like somebody it was to kind of become like anybody in Mm -hmm. a sense and I think we're so used to seeing that character move to LA to become a star and Brooke's completely the opposite of that and I thought that was so refreshing and this idea that she's still trying to find herself which is a deeper parallel that she doesn't even realize with Ray until she discovers his head in the yeah. fridge. And now he's literally trying to figure out what his new home is, not just symbolically, but he's like, that's my decapitated head in the fridge. What's I find, up? I kind of felt bad for Brooke a little, just a little bit, because... Just, just a little? Just a little? She got it in. She got it in. I'm like, no, besides that, because I'm like, one, it was almost like a full circle thing, because I remember episode one, I definitely said that um, Ray was that person who wanted to fit in, and he was always kind of like that character, and I'm glad he went back and established that, that he kind of always wanted to fit in with the fraternity and, like, everybody in college and stuff like that. But going back to Brooke, I kind of felt bad for her because in her moment, she was saying that her whole life she felt like she was a nobody. But then it was like, Ray is pretty much a ghost. So it was like she was talking to herself. So it's like you're still almost like a nobody because (laughs) nobody's there. So it's like nobody. she still has, like, nobody there for her. But it's like a ghost in spirit. spirit. He's there in spirit. I was about to say, I was like, he's there in spirit. That was good. You guys took it out of my mouth. (laughs) We just got so excited. I was like, he's there in spirit. I I wanted to get one in. I wanted to get one in. Because y'all been getting it in, like, before me. I I never get it in. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We're funny tonight. So, yeah. So, we have this whole thing. Well, heat. I'm fire, man. Well, I'm fire. Xavier of the group, I'm telling you. But, yeah. So, we have this whole thing with Ray where it turns out Ray's actually dead. And mm-hmm. then he finally, at the end of everything, is like, oh, okay. You know, this cop just walked by with my decapitated head in a bag. Mm-hmm. It's like, we found a body without a head further away, maybe this head goes with that body. And they're like, we'll sort it out at the morgue. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Very weird situation where this guy's like eating and then they ha- I don't, I don't know. They had like what looked like a food bag next to like a bag of like <laughs> yeah. head. It's a and sack then- of lunch. <laughs> uh, but Ray 
thinks that he can leave by getting in this ambulance. He's so excited about the idea of going home. The second he drives out of the camp in the ambulance, he is left there, and Jonas informs him, this is your new home. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of this whole situation? I mean, we've seen basically what we thought was that they can't leave the camp, but Jonas was able to walk out into the street past the camp, so... I'm kind of confused as to what the what the rules are. I think are. probably if the if you have the intention of leaving for good, you're always going to get brought back to that point. Yeah. But Jonas was just like kind of uh, wandering. I mean, he wasn't trying to leave. He was yeah. just wandering in the woods. However, I do have to say that freaking Ray didn't even <laughs> stand up for Brooke after he porked her and saw her in the, the freaking police car and was like, didn't even say, hey, she's innocent. Like, I mean, I, I guess he didn't watch her kill Montana, but at the same time, like, why is she being taken away in a cop car? Like, I would have... If I were Ray, I would have said something. He's he was still, so confused, but at the same yeah, time, in yeah. typical Ray fashion, he's yeah. not going to get, like, yeah. he's Involved. all about himself. Exactly. Like, he's all about himself. I think, that that, I think he basically, yeah, I think that that's what it is, is he kind of also as a ghost, like we've seen Jonas kind of forgets. Yeah. Like, I think it's not even just a self-centered. I think it's just like a, they don't know because mm-hmm. he's so foggy and he's so confused. And the longer it goes on that he's dead, like, Jonas has no idea that he's dead, but he also doesn't even know who he is or right. where he is or why he's there. So I'm thinking at this point, Ray's only focus is I want to go home. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who there's a chick in a cop car. Cool. <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff happening. What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I think, well, that I don't know, man, because we saw a little blip of the next episode and they seem like they're, they have their full their awareness. Yeah. I wonder if it just takes time. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Because he also was by himself this whole time. Like, he's been, like, the only ghost. Like, he's been wandering by himself, which mm-hmm. that seems to make them more because they don't have somebody there to remind them. Right. Whereas now that he's with Jonas, is Jonas even had his memory triggered more where he's like, you are home. Mm-hmm. We're dead. This is the situation that we're right. in. Now that you're here with me, that triggers my mentality that, oh, yeah, this is our situation. This it is was almost like home. Hotel Cortez vibes. Like it, you yeah. can't leave. Like well, it was literally out of the out of freaking murder house with Violet when Violet was trying to. When they took yeah. her out of the house, yeah. but then she was she always back. back. Yeah, yep. she was always back. Out. Ooh, she that's been just kind dead. of a recurring thing with right. American Horror Story. Is like, little Easter eggs. Get trapped, boo boo. <laughs> yeah. You ain't going anywhere. And also, you're gonna see your own body. That's gonna be very traumatic. <laughs> I just love how Ryan just sprinkles in like other stuff from other seasons. So we're like connecting everything. Everything's yeah. like little puzzle pieces. Like. <laughs> This one has been kind of the most isolated, I think, of the seasons, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Because um, this one, while it did have some other references that we'll talk about as well, seems to have less. So I'm interested to see if maybe that changes next episode since it's mm-hmm. the 100th. Uh, but <laughs> talking about Broken Montana. Oh, yeah. Oh. The showdown to end all showdowns. Dun, dun, dun. They have this kind of Tom and Jerry back and forth throughout this whole episode. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. This whole thing after Montana sends Chet away, and she goes and gets the axe, and while Brooke's looking and seeing Ray, and then the moment where she's like, oh yeah, keep that close, and then (laughs) runs out. I mean, what did you guys think about this kind of tete-a-tete that they keep having, where then they would throw in and it sees, you know, the post-bone freak out, where she's like, are you real? Are you alive? What's happening? And she's like, I'm, you know, don't worry, you'll be leaving soon, and KOs her, and we just keep having them kind of reunited until we have this big epic fight mm-hmm. that then is first 20 minutes before sunrise leading all the way into sunrise which and by the way longest night ever that was <laughs> such the longest we were talking about that we were <laughs> I did want to mention that at least once in this episode that was how the longest. long this night has been 
it's been a pretty intense. I was like, I mean, we've for been them, definitely. <laughs> I'm like, we've been waiting on the kids for how long? Yeah, now? I'm like, it has to be like two in the morning at this point. Hey, there were some flashbacks. It's sprinkled, sprinkled in there, you know, help yeah, you stretch know. it. Took us off the, top the trail. Honestly, I thought it was smart writing to have it like uh, you know, uh, Brooke get to the point where she's about to kill her, but doesn't. And I, th- I just thought it was really cool. It was a little little they, little tease they here beat and there. The crap out. Of Oh, yeah. The sound effects, but I was completely here for it. I was Team Brooke, honestly. Like Billy Lord's killing it as Montana, but I wanted to see her die. Like, and I was, I was, I'm sorry, I'm morbid, but I was so ready for Brooke to just take her down. I kind of was. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say I kind of was like on the underdog side. You know how it's like typical people are like, eh, Montana's probably gonna kill off Brooke, but I was like, no, I think Brooke is probably gonna like flip something and kill off Montana. And it was like clearly it was like no, she flipped her over. It's just sad that the kids had to see it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Montana the scarred. made the time to tell Brooke why she was killing her. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. like the big thing. It's the big her thing. whole thing. The only person who ever really got me and loved me was my brother, and you killed him. I Sam's your brother? Everyone. Sam, what? This is so, like, so, so dramatic. It felt so very dramatic. like soap opera yes. at that moment, but like the most brilliant soap opera ever. Like I <laughs> felt like I was watching like a Passions reunion with like a new cast. And I like, thought I was Billy watching Lord Greek theater. Oh my god, I used to, to love Passions. I know, right? Oh my god, I was so mad they took that off. It feel so much like Passions. Yes. <laughs> like, what up? Shout out Mackenzie Westmore. So. Uh, but yeah, we have this whole intense, you know, kind of almost comedic fight back and forth. Then mm-hmm. ends in the scene of poor Brooke murdering Montana in front of all of these traumatized children. They're all 98 yeah. bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> Why are they thinking about beer first yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, it should have been soda pop. And exactly. maybe you wouldn't have seen somebody be murdered. Hey. Uh, I mean, I, I remember seeing little bottles of beer on the wall, like skate, you know, <laughs> little field trips. I mean, we didn't know what beer was. Loses her innocence. <laughs> I mean, she already kind of did when she saw her husband get killed, or her husband, you know, killed everybody and then killed himself right in front of her. But she lost her virginity and she became a killer before yeah. the kids watched and she didn't traumatize them all. So I just feel like, you know, it was kind of symbolic. She's a woman now. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a, a woman, woman now. Well, it also was this whole thing. I mean, we've seen this kind of tragic story with Jingles and then we have Brooke mm-hmm. who we have not had any sort of, you know, this is part of the evil that's intrinsically inside you. Like, Ramirez has been going to just about everybody being like, Satan's my homeboy who thinks I'm awesome. <laughs> like, just in case you didn't think I was cool with my, like, dope pants and my hair, Satan thinks I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, just in case you didn't know, you told me. Uh, so, but he has not gone to, like, kind of say Brooke has this evil inside of her at all. So, it's interesting that there's this kind of parallel with Jingles where... Margaret blamed the first murder on him and is now doing the same thing to Brooke. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's going to be somewhat her Her rescuer, her savior, or if we're going to have maybe a situation because everybody feels the need to confess everything before they kill somebody. 
maybe Chet's not really dead, and maybe Chet can shine some light on. Yeah, I was wondering, where's Chet? Is he a ghost now too? Yeah. See, I was I wondering. Mean, yeah, I was going to say that. We don't see him as a ghost, so it's like unless he's just like I'm a water ghost, which would be the saddest thing. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't Jingles already come? He came to Brooks' aid already. He already protected. He's already her. helped her. Yeah. So, so I'm but see, how is, how would Jingles even come back? Him and Richard are riding into the sunset yeah. on yeah. the way to L.A. So because- this is where we leave the episode. We have where the ghosts come back. We have Montana um, shoots this cop. Because she's like, you know, you think they'll give me the chair? Agree to disagree. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, that's spot on, Definitely. Montana, by the way. Um, yeah. And I do love that there are these uh, little references that she has, too, when she's like... Um, the Ghostbusters, like, there is no Montana, only Zool. <laughs> I know, that was great. I was like, They're looking at her like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> and then her whole thing of, like, we can be gods here, and this idea of... Props to her for making a good thing out of a bad situation. Yeah, of course Montana would see the best in a bad situation. I, the only thing that was weird to me is then, when Montana is standing there, her boyfriend, Ramirez, is in the car with Jingles, who he's resurrected... But he doesn't resurrect Montana, who he's already had this pre-existing relationship with, right. despite the fact that he sees her. He drives off, and she's trapped there, but they're not, mm-hmm. presumably because his, like, Satan's my homeboy relationship means that he gets to leave, but everybody else doesn't. What a dick move to leave yeah. Montana, right? Am that I is like- true. He never really cared. Typical <laughs> man. Like- <laughs> he left her hanging. Because it seemed like he did all of this for her. So that's right. what Literally. was so weird. Yeah, it's like he, he separated from his own murder spree to come here and do this whole separate thing. So that was the only thing that was odd to me. Like- also, Jingles is like half-assed murderer. He's like only a murderer because he was, you know, manipulated to be yeah. a murderer. So I, don't, I don't ship them together. I was kind of bummed seeing them together at the end of yeah, the episode. Was I was like, odd. I was thinking that it was maybe Rita stole a car or something, but it turned out to be Richard, and so yeah, that kind of baffled me at the Why end. would you not... Oh, Margaret's still alive. I was like, why did you not resurrect Margaret? I kind of wondered, like, was, like, Jingles the only one able to get out? Because Richard was like, are you ready to, like, donate yourself to Satan? Like, pretty much, are you ready to give yourself to Satan? And I think he obviously said yeah. So it's like, he got to leave, but it's like, he didn't ask anybody else. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out why certain people are still left on the camp, but certain people can get out. Yeah, because it's like, if the whole thing is, you are the seed of pure evil to Dee Dee... Mm-hmm. And then it's also like you're the twisted love of my life to Montana. Then why is he like, hey, jingle, man, middle aged <laughs> man who didn't really want to be too. here? You, <laughs> you want to yeah, like hop in this I kinda, car? I kind of thought it was like maybe people who had like evil or hate in their heart stayed at the camp. But I'm like, no, because how do you explain Jonas? No, yeah, because Jonas so, yeah, was just like, like I, I got murdered and I didn't know what was going on. And Ray was like, I don't really have hate in my heart. I just feel bad about what happened. To Ray's this guy. definitely evil though. No, like he's super. <laughs> he's I mean, all maybe, about himself. He let his like friend die so. when he wasn't even dead. Just, maybe he just know. saw that Jingles knows how to murder really well. So therefore, <laughs> and yes, be well, I think it's the whole point. I know this is more predictions. I think the reason why Jingles left with what's his face Richard is because Jingles still needs his revenge against Margaret, and Margaret's going to be free. So. In a sense, Jingles need to leave the camp because Jingles is dead, right? So Jingles mm-hmm. needs to sell his soul to Satan or become his homeboy, as you were talking, <laughs> in order to kill Margaret because Margaret needs to die. I don't care what anyone Absolutely. says. Margaret needs to die by, by the hands of Jingles. I know that's predictions, but... But it's also like that. Montana didn't get her revenge either, though. 
she don't really because it's like she didn't. Yeah, well, the whole point, but she was like she trying was to a, get broke. Yeah. I feed off of revenge, and Ramirez was like, "That's way hot." Mm-hmm. Satan's into that. <laughs> like she's fine. She's, yeah. she, she's happy being at Redwood for the rest of eternity. Sure. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I can make it work for me. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, talking a little bit about our predictions. Do you guys want to roll into some predictions? Ooh. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Now, normally I would save this for the very, very end, but because next week is the 100th, I felt like we should just <laughs> dive into this because I think this is going to be a huge episode next week. It's the 100th episode of American Horror Story ever, and it seems like we, based on the next week on. It's just going to be the ghosts super stoked on being murdery ghosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I felt like is loss of stakes. I don't really care so much about ghosts. Do you think much. it'll be like a filler episode in a sense? I hope not. I think that they're going to use this ghost awkward. opportunity to bring other seasons back into it. Oh. I think. Because it's already like we've seen it in Murder House and mm-hmm. Hotel. Mm-hmm. So they can I, do whatever they want. Which is like cool, but also I want to see how different they're going to take it this season. Because it's like, yeah, let's have that, you know, like harken back to those seasons, but let's make it a little different and fresh and maybe explain a little bit more as to why this particular like campgrounds is the way that it is. So I, I know there are a lot of people in like in the chat and the comments who are thinking like it's on like a, the ancient Indian burial ground or something <laughs> like that. I've, I've seen that comment before. So I'm wondering if there's maybe a backstory to these lands. Um, feel free to start talking. I would really like to see Chet's dead ghost because I think he is dead. I hope he's just not like stuck in the water. I he has to swim. Chet's dead. He's hanging onto the boat. I think that Chet survived. <laughs> I think that he was able to free himself from his chains, and I think that now he is going to be super angry and murdery. Maybe he was going no. for the Olympics as a swimmer. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was an Olympic lifter, but you know, oh, I thought he was a track runner. Do I don't you know. Like, I assumed. I don't know. Do you not, to be honest, like slip. the last little clip scene of like, oh, next season. I mean, next episode or whatever. It kind of left me confused. I was yeah. like, huh, are we are we into ghosts now? I'm, yeah, I'm like Alexa. I'm like. Is, is Ryan leaving us with ghosts? But, it, you know, Ryan's never predictable. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell could happen next episode. I just think that they're going to use it to bring in the other seasons. It, it just I seems think you're like probably right. But I do have to say, one way they could potentially do it, too, is we've seen this whole kind of recurring theme of this demon baby and the spawn of Satan oh. being born of a dead person having sex with a living person which we saw in murder house mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if the fact oh my that god the they kids, banged that the kids Brooke are ready and Brooke's little alien babies if it's gonna be some <laughs> alien babies that are maybe demon babies like some sort of something going on if it's either a tie-in with the alien or some sort of tie-in with apocalypse because what was spoiler, the little girl's name yeah because she was like a little mixed she was like a little mixed yeah, girl. Yeah, there was her. Like... There was the two, the two kids. But the thing is, they were the children of um, the alien with the two women that oh, okay, you're Kit right. Was um, was Kit, married yeah, to. You're, you're right. So it wasn't those two kids. But we do know that because we've seen before an apocalypse that 
the baby that is born of the murder house baby mm-hmm. ultimately is what triggers the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Spoiler if you haven't seen Apocalypse, <laughs> don't listen, don't listen, don't listen. The apocalypse doesn't happen. Uh, as evidenced by the fact that there's still a season this season. Yeah. Uh, but there's this whole allusion to maybe it could if there is another situation where there is a baby born of a dead person and a living woman. So... Maybe Brooke is gonna have the Antichrist baby. Ooh. I kind of felt weird. They were like doing it, and when like at the end when they were like wrapping up, I thought she was gonna be like, "You were so cold," but like didn't say anything <laughs> no. about him being cold. Because <laughs> he's which dead, is ironic but... because he was in a freezer. Mm-hmm. She's like, I feel thirsty, <laughs> and, and then he moves the over to her and goes, "Can I keep you, Casper?" Style. Yeah, Aww. I mean, she, she, and she, then Devin she, saw was like, "Don't take my line, bro." <laughs> yeah. She should have like, just final destination. Yeah. Another thing started happening. She should have like, just said, I, "I didn't feel anything." Yeah, no. like, I didn't feel anything. that would have really, you know. Ooh. Took a blood to his ego. It almost was like that though, because she was like, "Well, I don't really know what it's supposed to feel like." And so it was like, and he's mm. like, "I'm the ghost with the most, baby." Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm honestly interested to know Brooke's feelings on ghost sex. Like, I want her to talk about that moment more. <laughs> like, I just want to know. She's gonna go you tell just everybody know about ghost sex. I'd well, take that to the grave with me. I wouldn't <laughs> tell anybody else. Take that to the grave! Unfortunately, <laughs> nothing stays in the grave here because everyone comes back. Uh, which actually brings us to our special segment that we're calling Slashback. Ooh. <laughs> Alexa, bring us home. Okay. Tell us about that slash. Uh, so we picked out uh, the so Chet's death. Obviously, he gets thrown off the boat in chains and is drowning. Uh, very much like Jason Voorhees does in Friday the Thirteenth. So it was kind of like shot for shot almost, right? Yeah, kind of. We had Sunday the Thirteenth and Ooh. Friday the Eleventh this month, so <laughs> <laughs> not really the same. But the boot- <laughs> that was the bootleg version. <laughs> We're the great value version. <laughs> the great value version. Yeah, and that's what makes me think that maybe he's not dead because Jason keeps coming back. But, you know? Yeah. Ooh. It'd be nice if he didn't die. Just one person still alive, not, not a ghost. Chet, I feel like since we haven't seen his ghost, like, it well, makes I mean, me think that we Chet's have, not dead. We also haven't seen Trevor's ghost, right? Ooh. We so haven't I don't seen Trevor's ghost, Trevor. too. I, would, I want Chet to still be alive, y'all. Don't get me wrong. But Chet I'm, is like the AH, AHS sweetheart right now. Really <laughs> like America's is. sweetheart is like, Chet is like AHS sweetheart. Like more Chet. He's the only one who hasn't killed anyone that we know of. Right? Am I the only, right? Yeah. yeah right? Know. Everyone, Everyone else has killed like, someone. I'm like, that we know of. Right? So basically we got Chet regret. <laughs> Chet <Lord>. regret. He's <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, before we roll out of here, uh, any little pieces of news and gossip this week that you guys want to discuss? I know I had one little piece. Billy Lord, if you guys check out her Instagram, she posted today that AHS is back. So, so is Backstreet Boys. And then she lip syncs <laughs> to Backstreet Boys in her makeup chair, Backstreet's Back. Oh, hell yeah. And does a full-fledged rock out. Rock yeah, rock your body, Billy. <laughs> She's so Backstreet's cute. back. Oh, now watch this freak out. What? <laughs> 
I love her. I love her. I love that she basically was like, don't worry, Montana's coming back. Like, as Montana is dying in this episode, and it was like, we didn't even know that you posted a spoiler. Your spoiler was so veiled. You, your veiled spoiler posting. I'm like, before we get out of here, Elena, let's, you know, go back to shouting out some viewers because there's so many oh, more sure. people in our chat this this time. I'm like, let's see some definitely new names. Shout out to Morgan Capel Whiskey, Carla Xenestel. Sorry, you guys, I'm like butchering names right now. Craze Gamer, Inez, shout out to Nagat on the One, Bria James, Bella with Muhammad, shout out to our regulars, Rinji9998. Um, Billy Girl 24, we said that earlier. Lieutenant yeah, Blanco. We got shout one out to last all you guys. Absolutely. Too, before we roll out. Ooh, too, give it to us, Elena. Anybody who's been wondering about Evan Peters and his absence. Oh, because I he miss said him. He is going to be sitting out this, this season. Um, he confirmed finally why he is not going to be oh. in the show. Do um, tell. We were kind of thinking, you know, with him calling off the engagement with Emma Roberts, there's probably, you know, Tensions. We thought it might be something personal. On I very incorrectly said some things about guns. That's why I'm here. I thought he was going to another job. Uh, like, well, this is the thing. It turns out that apparently it really, really weighs on him to do this show because the material is so dark and so oh, yeah. gritty and so intense that he says while he loves it, it's quote, it's just a job. Ex- it's just exhausting. It's really mentally draining, and you don't want to go to those places ever in your life, and you have to go there for the scenes, and it ends up integrating it somehow into your life. Mm. So he didn't say he will not be back. He just said he wanted to take this season off to kind of clear his head and have an emotional breather. I so, respect that, though, because I'm like, yeah. to be honest, I would have loved to see him as like one of the camp counselors with everybody else. Like, that would have been super dope. But at the same time, I get it, though. Like, it's so many actors that I've watched and, you know, studied so many interviews, you know, being hosts and stuff. But it's like, in these dark, scary movies and stuff, you literally have to channel either some like type of trauma, you know what I mean? Or like, you, as an actor, you just pretty much have to fake it till you make it, you know what I mean? Like, to get that role. So it's like, I see where he's coming from. And it's like, yeah. most people don't know how to switch that off. So that probably could have p- played a role with him and Emma too. Like, they're both in American Horror Story. They've been there for so long that it's like, they probably felt they've had moments where they were kind of like getting at each other, like saying dark and scary things. And they were like, wait... Let's take a step back because this is kind of like interfering with our lives right now. Right. So well, I respect it too because it's like he's been on the show. Yeah, for he's like been eight the dark, years. like in the darkest characters too. Yeah. So it's and like cold, dark like, characters. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's right. been many a deranged man, but for sure. And so. Sarah, but we love it. Sarah Paulson also had a yes. similar interview as well. Kind of. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why she's taking a break. So I, mm, I don't want to going a little bit back to my prediction so I think that she is going to be back I think she's going to be back as Lana Winters and I think that she's going to interview I think so I think so I think so I think so I like that I want that Uh, but before we uh, say our farewell farewells I know everybody wants to keep up with you guys too so absolutely where can everybody find you guys on the interweb Alexa (laughs) you can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy C-A-P-P-Y you guys can find me on Instagram at the only underscore Kayla Renee. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Catching K, and that's Catching with the K. Yes, guys, you can follow me, Ollie, at Ollie Dreamer on Instagram and Twitter. 
You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find me on MEA Worldwide every week interviewing your favorite celebrities. And you'll find us all back here next week celebrating the 100th episode of American Horror Story. We'll see you guys then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 